Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our Odd Pod podcast, a podcast dedicated to the odd, the macabre, and everything in between. So um, I guess we're doing accents on our intros now. You started it. I know. And it felt very fitting it this did feel time. fitting. Because you actually know what we're talking about. I do know what what's we're talking it, about. What's it like where... <clears throat> excuse me, where the other person actually knows what we're talking about. I don't know why we try and uh, hide the topic from each other, but... Yeah, like we're going to be, oh my God. It's not like we're going to go research it real quick. So we Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I actually do do that sometimes. Do you? No, I'm kidding. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'll be like, dad damn. I actually know all of this stuff because I researched it last night. I just want to check your facts. Um, yeah. Oh, speaking of facts. Yes. I have a correction to make. All right, let's let's hear it. From our last episode. Ooh, okay. Yeah, because I fucked up big time. How big? Quite big. All right, let's hear it. Um, so last week's episode, uh, the vampire of Dusseldorf. Dusseldorf. <laughs> um, I said that that was Armin's like inspo. Turns out Germany has a lot of vampires. It was a different v- vampire that was his inspiration. It was, it, the vampire of Hanover, like I had previously stated in the first episode, because I went back and like listened to it. See, that's what you can... you said vampire of Hanover, and I was like, no, because like the day before you had said something about the vampire of Hanover. Yeah, I just assumed like he maybe he was the vampire of both or something. Yeah, in my head, I was like, no, I'm right, definitely right, and Are I didn't being bombed. <laughs> They're landing a plane right outside. Right? Do you hear that? Yeah. Um, okay. So, um, just want to throw it out there that I was wrong on that, and we will talk about the Vampire of Hanover in a future episode, maybe next week, because I feel terrible about it. And Is I there need- enough, like, did he do enough to talk about? Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> okay. He's equally as terrifying as the Vampire so of Dusseldorf. So he's equally as fucked up. Yeah. Okay, well, I was confused because... The Vampire of Dusseldorf it was a fucking, like... Well, if you remember, like, in the first episode, I talked about how they took his head off or whatever. Mm-hmm. They did it to the... Du- they did it to Mr. Dusseldorf, too. Really? And like, yeah. Is that the dude whose head is in Ripley's, or Dusseldorf is in Dusseldorf Ripley's? is in Ripley's. Okay. Um, we watched something about that. We did, didn't we? Uh-huh. Um, Apparently, in the early 1900s, they were just taking people's heads well, off, I mean, like, left I and right. Beheading was probably a pretty pretty popular form of execution yeah so um that's just the correction i wanted to throw out there right there at the beginning because mm-hmm. um after i re- realized my mistake i was like oh man i messed up <laughs> you know what at least you corrected it and it's not like you talked about him like you mixed facts up you just mixed up that one thing you know yeah i just i was very like reason i wanted to do the vampire of dusseldorf was because it was armin's like dude and then it turned out not being armin's accidentally dude. yeah now but you have something still, else to talk about true but it was, it was still a pretty i still stand by the story being pretty cool and gnarly so i mean it was some it was definitely something it was something that dude was fucked up all kinds of fucked up and we got like some pretty good feedback off our last episode yeah so i think you guys enjoyed that one yeah so I apologize in advance for this one. <laughs> um, it's going to be a great episode. I know it. Also, uh, 
I'm, I probably sound kind of weird because my mouth is fucked up. Oh, Billy is experiencing some discomfort in the yes. mouth area. Oral discomfort. Because we'll I sucked, it. I sucked him right in the cheek she earlier. She punched me right in the mouth. Um, so yeah, if I, you know, sound weird, that's why. You could have just blamed it on today's topic. I don't think that's how that works. That's not how it not works. That's not how it not works. It's interesting that you decided that you needed to correct something beforehand. But before I get into why it's interesting, I would like to say that you can find our podcast at www.ouroddpodpodcast.com. You can find our links at linktr.ee slash OOPP. And as always, you can visit our Patreon where we post mini-sodes like bi-weekly. Yeah, bi-weekly at this point. Patreon.com slash Our Odd Patreon. Yeah. So there we go. All that's very exciting. Yeah. It's really good doing that at the beginning because then we can just end at the end. You know, we don't have to lollygag at the end. Kind of like do a lot of like circling around and around and around. Yeah, you know, like we're doing right now. Oh, yeah. So we'll just do it at the beginning of the episode rather than at the end. Yeah, because we haven't gotten to the topic yet. So you're like, hey. I really want them to shut up so we can hear what they actually have to talk about. Well, then you tell me what this Instead topic of is about. Stop. Once the topic's over, you can just stop listening. Now we got you. You're trapped. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I want to talk about this week. I don't want to talk about this week. This week, I want to talk about Dracula. Hell yes. Okay. So we've all heard the name Dracula. Yep. Dracula. I can do L's. Dracula. The legendary vampire was created by author Bram Stoker in his 1897 novel of the same name. Dracula. It has inspired a metric shit ton of media throughout the years. Yeah. I think the most recent was the Netflix show Dracula, which started out awesome and kind of shits the bed in the last episode, but that's not the point. Per usual, I haven't watched it. <laughs> um... Uh, you're probably thinking, Billy, you already talked about vampires. Uh, what, do we really have to sit through another episode of vampires? Of course we do. No, we do not. Aw. Wait, really? Today we're not talking about vampires? Because although Dracula the Vampire is fictional, the name and backstory of the character were inspired by Vlad... Vlad. Goddamn. Vlad. Vlad the <laughs> Third, Prince... I'm sorry. Go Vlad the Third, Prince of Wallachia. Now, every article I've read on the subject likes to say that the two Draculas, Draculas, the real one and the fictional one, share only a name. But before we get into it, I have to point out that this is not really true. Dracula the Vampire was from Transylvania instead of Wallachia, but the backstory of Dracula the Vampire, as far as I understood, is basically the real history of Vlad the Third. Is Vlad the Third Vlad the Impaler? Yes. And are we going to get to that? Yes. Okay. Anyway, I guess that's not super important, but I'm just saying until Gary Oldman drank the blood from the statue, he was a Catholic knight killing Ottomans in the name of Christendom. Uh, both their wives even committed suicide, which is kind of a pivotal moment for fictional Dracula. Yeah. Because he got all mad at God and everything. Just and that's pissed. why he became a vampire. Remember? That makes sense. Anyway, let's get into it. Every time you say uh, Dracula, I just think of like Tarzan. 
Why? I don't know. Something about that we say, Dracula. My wife, everyone. <laughs> you chose me. You did. <laughs> and I have regrets. So, Vlad the Third was born in 1431. Also, I got to say, this Taking episode... It all the way back to 1431. This episode's going to be a little bit of a history lesson, so I'm sorry if you came for, like, some fun and excitement, because it's, like, mostly just history. But I love it. Anyway, Vlad III was born in 1431 in the state of... Romania. Wallachia. Oh. We, Modern we, day we, Romania. We just talked about it. <laughs> Now the southern portion of present now the southern portion of present-day Romania. So you're not wrong. Situated between Christian Europe and the Muslim lands of the Ottoman Empire, mm -hmm. Wallachia was the scene of a great number of bloody battles. Okay. As Ottoman forces pushed westward, Christian crusaders marched eastward toward the Holy Land, and Wallachia was kind of in the middle, so it became this site of constant turmoil, right? Just not great things happening. Right. Vlad was the second of four brothers born into the noble family of Bl Vlad II, Dracul. Okay. I'm glad you're doing this episode because I would fuck all these names up. Vlad II was inducted into the Order of the Dragon, an order of knights created by the Holy Roman Emperor Sigismund. Order of the Dragon? Yeah. Previously, the King of Hungary. So when he inducted him into the the Order of Knights, he was the King of Hungary. And then he became the Holy Roman Emperor, which you know what that is, right? That's the Pope. Oh. I was like, let's pretend that I do. <laughs> so the Order of the Dragon basically had one task, and it was to defeat the Ottoman Empire. Okay. Um, the name Dracul was given to Vlad's father, Vlad II, by his fellow knights. I don't know why out of all the dragon knights or whatever, he dragon was knights. the dragon, you know? Anyway, it dragon is... Dragon knights. Yeah. My favorite Pokemon. Dragon knights, your favorite Pokemon? Okay. It is derived from the Latin Draco, which means dragon. There's a lot of Harry Potter elements I'm seeing right here. Yeah, actually, um, Vlad the first wrote Harry Potter, and then... Oh, he wrote Harry JK Potter. J.K. Rowling stole it. Who's J.K. Rowling? Right. Some lady on Twitter. So, yeah. With yeah. me so far? Yeah. I so, think so, we don't talk... Just to clarify, we never talk about Vlad the First. It's only Vlad the Second. He's dead to us. And why... Well, they're all dead to us. Why Vlad the Third was Vlad the Third and not his older brother, I have no fucking idea. But it seemed kind of fucked up, right? They're like, get out of here. It's like, hey, I know you're the oldest, but I'm not going to give you my name. I'm going to give the next... The middle child my name. <laughs> They're like, maybe we should just keep naming our kids the same. <laughs> it's just easier to keep up with them that way. Also, I haven't been able to confirm this, but I saw multiple places that... You couldn't go back and ask? No. <laughs> this is just a fun fact. It doesn't really have anything to do with anything. It's our podcast. We can a, do whatever we want. I've seen a few mentions that Elizabeth Bathory yeah. was the great niece of Vlad... Dracula. It's yeah. In, that's very interesting. It's pretty they're, interesting. They're pretty both like uh, associated with blood and stuff. Yeah. Vampire family, I think. So, so I thought that was cool. I've seen places where it said they were like distant cousins, but I mean, he lived like a hundred years before. So, like a great cousin, is that a thing? Sure. I don't know. Anyway. It probably is. 
Um, Their trees are hanging out near each other in the same forest. Yeah, but again, I haven't like actually confirmed that. It just pops up from time to time. But I think she was from Hungary, and Vlad's family married into... Well, he actually... We'll get to that. Okay, okay. Um, So the name Dracula, or Draculia, actually means son of Dracul or son of the dragon. That's kind of dope. So, like, his name... He got his name just because his dad was the dragon. I'm the son of the dragon. Yeah. So Vlad moved to... Insert name of city in Wallachia. There's too many symbols. I don't know. (laughs) Too many symbols. I can't pronounce the chick over the K. There's like an A with a chevron over it and an S with a little diddly hopper. With a diddly hopper. I think that's actually a diddly hopper. I think that's a S. It makes a SH sound actually. So what? I don't know. Like Taragavishti, Wallachia. You probably pronounce that so much better than I ever could. In 1436, when his father assumed leadership of the Wallachian Principality, that's when he moved. Sorry, my inflection was all fucked up. So that's when they moved there. His father assumed leadership of that principality, so Vlad moved with his dad to Wallachia in 1436. Makes sense. He's five years old now. He's five years old. In 1442, Vlad accompanied his father and his seven-year-old brother, Radu, Ragu. Radu, spelled like ragu, but with a D, on a diplomatic mission in the heart of the Ottoman Empire, which seems a little weird for someone who belongs to an order of knights whose whole deal is like fighting the Ottomans, right? Yeah. However, undercover mission. No one is surprised. The three were captured and held hostage by the Ottoman diplomats. Okay, their captors told Vlad II, that's Daddy Vlad. Daddy. <laughs> Daddy Vlad. So their ca- their captors told Daddy Vlad that he could be released on condition that the two sons remain, believing that it was the safest option for his family. Vlad II agreed. Daddy Vlad's got to leave baby Vlad. Baby Vlad and Radu. Poor Radu. Um, so they were in captivity for five years. Okay. They're basically hostages to make what? sure that Daddy Vlad doesn't do anything did stupid. what they wanted right yeah but what if like daddy vlad was like fuck you guys i'm out they would probably just killed them yeah and he wouldn't have any heirs well easy. just the one make some more um during the five years of captivity vlad and his brother were taught this seems weird were taught lessons in the art of war see that seems a little backwards science and philosophy but it was like a weird time like as far as I understand, like having some another noble's children as hostages was not an uncommon thing. And they're basically just like your ward. So like you taught them things and you kind of raised them so that when they were in charge, they were loyal to you, essentially. Oh, I guess that makes sense. But like I don't know if I'd want to go around teaching my enemies. My how enemies to fight. kids. Like Yeah. Right? Like life lessons, you know? And it's funny, like later you'll see kind of like two exam one example of why it's a good idea and one example of why it's a bad idea. <laughs> okay. So uh, some accounts state that the children were also subjected to torture and beatings. And it was thought that it was during Maybe both. Yeah, probably. And it was thought that during this time that Vlad actually developed his hatred of the Ottomans because he like 
notoriously hated the Ottomans. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I knew that. Um, I wouldn't be able to answer that on the test, but somewhere deep inside, I knew that. Deep down, I knew. I knew. Baby Vlad. Daddy Vlad. Not a big fan of the Ottomans. Basically, Vlad and his younger brother were kept as hostages to ensure that their father, in complete opposition to that whole Order of the Dragon deal, yeah. would support Ottoman policies. Because, like like we said before, Wallachia was kind of like a like a pivot, like a middle ground. Yeah, an unnecessary middle ground. It's like as far east as you could go in Europe without being in the Ottoman Empire. Yeah. Because, like, what's next? Like, Turkey, I think? Turkey. Georgia? I don't know. I'm not sure. Turkey might be nowhere near that. I could have fucked that all up. Geography is not my strong suit. <laughs> Once you start getting past Eastern Europe, it gets a little like muddy for me. Well, I don't know because like I know that a, a big part of like the Ottoman force was Turkish. Yeah. Right? Anyway, upon his return, Daddy Vlad was overthrown in a coup orchestrated by local warlords. He was killed in the marshes behind his house. While his oldest son... Daddy Vlad was killed? Mm-hmm. Aww. While his oldest son, Mercia... Mercia? Mercia? The second. I think about vampires. It's going to be Mercia. Yeah, we'll say Mercia. Anyway, the oldest son, Mercia the second, was tortured, blinded with a hot poker, ah! and buried alive. Oh, God. So... We've talked about all those things. Yeah. In some way, shape, or form. Um, That's terrible. Where I'm assuming eventually he died from being buried alive. Well, that would make sense because he was buried alive. Yes. Then blinded by a hot poker. In 1448, yeah, hot like a fireplace. You're just gonna like gloss over that. Yeah. You know what's funny is like I guess it's not funny, but I couldn't find. (laughs) You know what's really funny? (laughs) I couldn't find. (laughs) I couldn't find any more information about that. Like he lived until he died. Everything I could find was like. Mercia, he's alive. He's blinded with a hot poker. He's dead. I like how they added in the hot poker. They're like, you know what's really interesting about this guy? He got blinded by a hot poker. Well, those were like other Romanians that did that to them. Really? Yeah. Why? Did you just say that? Just like, I glossed over like it? Like power struggle, I guess, Jesus. you know? Um, oh, you know what it was? Well, I'm pretty so- sure they didn't like that he was now trying to enforce Ottoman policy. Oh, uh, Okay. Because he remained loyal to the Ottomans. But it's just kind of. Baby Vlad was like, fuck you. Well, Baby Vlad is currently in the Ottoman Empire oh. as a hostage. Comprehension, man. Not my strong suit right now. Um, and it just kind of paints a picture to me that these are like fucking pretty brutal people. Yeah. Right? Like it was a fucked up time, but that's like some fu- extra fucked up shit. Oh, yeah. But it gets better. Let's, because pour, let's pour one out for our homie. Our homie Vlad, too, just trying to do the best for his family. Mercier. Oh, yeah, Mercia the second. I think the like the original, like the founder, the first prince of Wallachia was named Mercia. And I'm pretty sure that I really, I want to say that one of Elizabeth Bathory's parents had that name, but I'm not sure. Maybe. All right, well, anyway. real second, guy. moment of silence, pour one out for our homeboy. Yep, we're going to have a moment of silence for Mercia. Gone, but not forgotten. Okay. Anyway. Kind of forgotten. Anyway. He's just remembered forgotten by, for- Forgotten by most people in history. <laughs> forgotten by most people, remembered for being blinded with a hot poker. So, in 1448, after being informed of his father and eldest brother's assassinations yeah. at the hands of Wallachian nobles the year before, mm-hmm. Vlad the third. It took third, a whole year to find out. Aww. 
Vlad III returned to Wallachia. I'm pretty sure at this point he's 17. And oh my, he's just raging hormones. Yeah. Raging hormones, raging rage. So Vlad then began the first of a lifelong series of campaigns to regain his father's seat. His opponents included not only the nobles responsible for the death of the elder Vlad, but also his younger brother, who in the plot twist of all fucking plot twists, was supported by the Ottoman Sultan. What? Yeah. What? So remember how I said one example of why it was a good thing, one example of why it's a bad thing? Yeah. Because Radu is loyal to the Sultan now. He's fighting against Vlad for their father's seat or whatever. Ah. Honestly, history is pretty fucking dramatic. I had a history teacher that used to like describe history as a big soap opera. Yeah, dude. It's like fucking Game of Thrones in this bitch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> now, very briefly, in 1448, he was successful in reclaiming his father's seat. Nice. Okay. Go, baby Vlad. And I'm pretty sure the way I laid this out, we're going to double back on ourselves a few times, That's so you okay. just have to forgive me. To consolidate power and assert his dominance, he decided to hold a banquet and invited hundreds of members of his rival families. Oh. Knowing his authority would be challenged, he, poisoned everybody. he had his guests murdered. Oh, f- I w- How? They were not poisoned. They were stabbed. Oh, dear. So he basically had... His guests murdered, and however, after only two months, he was deposed. They're and, like, you can't go around killing everybody. Right. So at the time, he was still like a, a bab, just a wee, like a little baby literally boy. Literally, just a wee bab. So he held on for, to his throne for two months, then he was deposed, and this kind of began an eight-year struggle that would eventually see him successfully like hold on to the throne, okay? He's every, he's- oh, shit. Is this off? I haven't been moving it. I just okay. moved it just then. Okay. Uh, yeah. I just bumped it and it made me think of it. Do you know how mad you're going to be if you... Oh my God, I'm going to be so mad. Anyway, let's just try not to think about it and hope for the best. I don't think I've been moving it. I don't know. Like you haven't seen me playing with it, have you? I, I can't. I haven't been watching you. I'm going to be so pissed off. Oh. Anyway, fucking mouse. God damn it. God damn it, mouse. So... By 1462, he had succeeded to the Wallachian throne and was immediately at war with the Ottomans, an enemy who boasted forces three times the size of his own. Are we still in Romania at this point? Still in Romania. Okay. Now, Sultan Mehmed II of the Ottoman Empire... That is a name. ...was fresh from a pretty goddamn decisive victory over the Byzantines. Mm Mm-hmm. He had crushed the once great Roman Empire and relegated them to the history books once and for all. Like, that's the last time we hear of them. Just gone. Gone. It had taken only 53 days for the Sultan to earn the title Faith or Conqueror by doing what no Ottoman Sultan before him could do. Uh, He brought down the walls of Constantinople and put an end to the Byzantine Empire. Constantinople, you say? Yes. Constantinople. Istanbul, or is it Constantinople? Is that the same place? Yeah. Well, at the time, it was Constantinople, but thanks to this this sultan, it's probably Istanbul now. Oh. Now, basically... Istanbul is Constantinople. Basically, that meant that all of Europe was wide open to the Ottoman Turks. Okay? Yes. One of the closest principalities to the new Ottoman Empire was Romania... 
and its small provincial fiefdoms, one of which was Wallachia. Wallachia. The Turks started off by charging a jizya. I'm sorry, Jizya. I can't pronounce it. What is it? It's a tax for not being a follower of the Prophet Muhammad. Well, that does not sound great. So basically, they're just like, you have to pay a yearly tax because you're not Muslim. It's an HOA fee for not being Muslim. Which, I mean, like, on a scale of what they could have done to non-believers, seem, I don't know, uh, Well, I mean, like, things, things have been worse, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately for Wallachia, Mr. Dracula was not fucking around. Dracula, if you're nasty. Dracula, if you're nasty. He basically said, fuck your taxes. It's possible that he still had some pent-up frustrations from his time as a hostage. Well, I'm pretty sure anytime someone's like, fuck your taxes, everyone's like, yeah, fuck the taxes. Yeah. It was either good for them or bad for them. I don't know. I don't, I'm still not quite sure how taxes work anyway, so. You can imagine that the Sultan did not like this. And he decided that he needed to handle his business. Sultan's going to handle some business, you no. say? Vlad wasn't about to sit around and wait for the sultans, thousands upon thousands of men, to come lay waste to his admittedly small lands. Yeah. Like, Wallachia is like a nothing province, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, in comparison, definitely. I I feel like there were probably more people in the sultan's army than in Wallachia. (laughs) The two leaders began a series of cat and mouse games, after which the sultan decided to send an envoy as bait for an ambush. Okay. 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 So he's setting up a meeting with Vlad so he can ambush him. Well, Vlad got wind of the plot and ambushed the ambushers. (laughs) 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 He took the Turkish uniforms, disguised himself, moved to the nearest Turkish fortress. Oh my God. And he simply ordered them to open the gates in Turkish. Oh my God. Because remember, he spent five years as a. Because he knows Turkish. Yeah. When they did, his forces slaughtered everyone within and destroyed the fortress. Jesus Christ. Yes. Indeed. Jesus. Indeed. <laughs> yes. Woo. That guy. That. Is a lot to do with him. Vlad is um, just fucking. Yeah. He fucking was, uh, shit up. Pretty well known for his like military prowess. Well, guess who taught him that? Yeah. Dummies. And then, and then Vlad invaded neighboring Bulgaria. And began to split his army up to cover more ground. So his already smaller army, he splits it up to cover more ground. Kind of sounds like they're kicking ass regardless. They would systematically round up Turkish sympathizers and capture troops. Oh my god. Within a 500 mile area. 500 miles. And slaughter them. 500 500 more. Yeah. Jesus. Just to find some sympathizers and (laughs) cut them up into pieces. I don't know. Whatever they did. It's a work in progress. So not just troops, but sympathizers, and they would just kill everybody. Really like, just ruthless. They just really are not fucking around like prisoners, whatever. We ain't doing that. We ain't taking no prisoners. So he went on to turn back an Ottoman invasion force of approximately 18,000 men under the Sultan's Grand Vizier. And out of those 18,000 men, only 8,000 survived the battle. So... Jeez. It was around. Jeez Louise. Yeah. I got to find something else to say. So basically, they <laughs> killed 10,000 of the Sultan's men and sent the other 8,000 packing back to, you know, the either, Ottoman Empire. Either we can kill you or you can go back home. 
They probably ran away. I'm not, I'm, I'm assuming they probably didn't just let them leave. Yeah, just like sticking around like. So it was around this time that the sultan decided he should take matters into his own hands. Okay. And if you remember. And how is he going to like? He's going to lead his own troops. Is he? Um, it was around, you know, if you remember, the sultan was a pretty accomplished military person himself. In 53 days, he did what no one else could ever do. I mean, yeah. Um, However. So he assembled, he assembled, god damn, he assembled an army that was so large. That was so large. It was so large. How large was it? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I have, how large was it? In all caps written in my notes. <laughs> it was so large that historians pretty much have like all no, just lost count. No way to describe it. Yeah. The Sultan requested an army of at least 150,000 men, but that was not what he got. He ended more? up he ended up with anywhere between three hundred thousand and four hundred thousand. Holy moly. As well as a naval force to sail the troops up the Danube. And he a, had a navy. Which is a river, I guess. Danube? Danube? I don't know. Dubai. Danube. The Nile. With this force gathered against him, Vlad turned to the king of Hungary for help. Well, help did not come. No. So what did Vlad do? He conscripted women and children to fight for him. Oh, equal rights, man. So he managed to gather an army about... I don't about... know if I should be on Vlad's side or not. <laughs> <laughs> he managed to gather an army about one-tenth the size of the invaders. And they kicked ass, didn't they? He still needed an edge if he hoped to survive. So he had an air force. Let alone win. He still needed an edge. He only had one-tenth of their size. But, so he developed an airplane and had an air force. Yeah, he actually invented the first airplane. I knew it. The Wright brothers were actually from Transylvania. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Rewrite um, history. Mm -hmm. No, <laughs> what he did was he basically implemented a scorched earth policy. He would order his men to poison wells and burn crops. Oh, my gosh. He also paid diseased men to infiltrate and infect the enemy. Bio-warfare. Yep. He would often have enemies disemboweled, beheaded, and skinned or boiled alive. Gnarly. Somehow, none of those things are the most fucked up thing he was known for. Okay, but like, I never knew any of that. Like, yeah. he just would send infected, like, infected people with what? Like, uh, I don't know. Probably like plague, plague or something. Yeah. Some generic plague. Something catchy. <laughs> the plague. Yeah. Black plague. Yeah, I don't know. Bubonic plague. Smallpox. Pox. Yeah. Any kind of pox. Some anybody got pox? I gotta have my pox. Gotta have my pox. <laughs> <laughs> um But like I didn't know that like I know Vlad the Impaler mm, as personally. the Impaler. Yeah, yeah, personally. Like we go way back. Yeah. As him putting people on stakes in the front yard, right? More well, kinda, yeah. No. In the front yard. Anyway. Yeah, in the front yard. Right <laughs> on the stoop. Right right there on the patio. Um, but I did not know that he was like super into like bio warfare, like chemical warfare, as in like poisoning wells yeah. and just like the severe like ruthlessness. Yeah, he basically had an edge over a much larger force because A, he was really fucking ruthless, as you can see. Like that was his edge. He was like, I don't well, care. We're also, gonna disembowel these bitches. 
they also knew the terrain really well so that helped that i mean like that helps but it's like if you've been to like that area it's like very mountainy and foresty yeah so like that's like when um they were like trying to go through russia in the middle of the winter and they all the troops died you mean when the nazis attacked russia in I, the winter I, I don't remember who did it yeah it was a bad idea yeah <laughs> yeah um anyway sorry i was just i'm just like amazed and horrified and like impressed it's i like, guess in a weird way impressed yeah. yeah like oh wow like he has an army that is one-tenth the size of what he technically needs to yeah. be like a one-for-one -one battle and he's just like i don't care fuck it up right um but like i said not the most fucked up thing he's known for and <laughs> not by a long shot yeah <laughs> so the ottomans first night in camp Turned out to be a pretty bad one for them. <laughs> Was not great. Uh, Vlad and his men infiltrated the camp and played hell on the sleeping occupants. Oh, man. During the slaughter of the confused Turks, Vlad made an attempt to assassinate the sultan in his tent, but he missed. He missed. He hit someone else's tent. Not great. Uh, the not sultan's, great for that guy. The Sultan's more elite forces pursued the Wallachians and managed to inflict casualties numbering in the thousands. Not great for him. Not great for Vlad because he doesn't have that many people to spare. <laughs> he, can't, he, he can't spare that many. Meanwhile, the rest of the army pressed onwards towards the capital. The plan was to lay siege to the city and destroy it. Yeah. But what they found wasn't what they were expecting. What did they find? I'll get back to that in a second. Okay. Most of you probably know the ruler of Wallachia would come to be known as Vlad Tepes. Right? Have you heard this name, Vlad Tepes? No. You may have seen his name written as Vlad Tepes Dracula. Maybe. Or that may just be a Castlevania thing. I don't know. Either way, Tepes means the Impaler. Okay. So you want to guess how he earned that lovely little nickname? You already know because you mentioned it. I'll give you a hint. It wasn't sexy. Kind of sounds sexy. Well, he would literally have people impaled. It was like, uh, what did, what did, what did, um, Chase say on my status earlier? <laughs> uh, what did he, something about ghost sex? A Ouija oh, board safe word. <laughs> safe word for kinky ghost sex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so impaling involved a wooden or metal pole inserted, inserted, inserted inserted through the genitals yeah i've also heard that yeah, it was I did. i've also heard that it was inserted through the asshole that's why i thought it was but to the victim's mouth because everyone has an asshole shoulders or neck yeah. well they just kind of like sat you on it yeah and then and you, where it went was where it went yeah gravity did the rest yeah so as if that doesn't sound bad enough just the most excruciating sit down yeah, worst shit ever. As if that doesn't sound bad enough. Worst lay ever. I'm sorry. As if that doesn't sound bad enough. How bad was it? No, I don't. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm just, <laughs> I just want to complete the thought. Sometimes the pole was rounded. No. So that it would go through the body without just puncturing kind of like any internal move organs. Everything out of the way. <sighs> prolonging the victim's torture. I don't like it. In these particularly gruesome cases, it could take hours or even days for the victim to finally die. 
often on public display for everyone to watch. Is that the most fucked up thing? Yes. It probably goes without saying that this type of shit is how you get a reputation. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended? Well, Vlad's reputation grew pretty damn large as he inflicted this type of torture not only on foreign invaders, but on domestic enemies as well. Domestic enemies such as? Like the people he killed at his banquet. Oh. Yeah. So in June 1462, as he retreated from this battle that was coming at the capital, remember? They're running from the elite people, the armies marching towards the capital. Vlad ordered 20,000 defeated Ottomans to be impaled on wooden stakes as a deterrent to pursuing Ottoman forces. I bet it worked, though. Spoiler alert, it did work. (laughs) Because, like, can you imagine coming on to that? Yeah. I would see that turn right back fuck around. Right. So when the Ottoman forces arrived to lay siege to the capital, this is what they found. Apparently the capital was empty and the roads and area... Uh, Probably smelled awful. Some believe it covered an area spanning 60 miles around the capital. Yeah. Were, Wait, just 60 miles of rotting corpses on Were sticks. littered with their impaled allies, yes. Just not the just most horrifying popsicle land yes so like lining the roads around the capital what time of year was it i don't remember i don't know when the sultan came across this forest of impaled bodies popsicle because that's what it would be twenty thousand fucking people uh being picked apart by crows yeah they're having a field day he was so horrified that he (laughs) he immediately retreated back to constantinople you made this sir yeah that seems like a pretty fair reaction to that, right? Oh, I, I don't blame him one bit. I mean, seeing 20,000 people impaled on spikes has to fuck you up pretty good. Yeah, he's just like crying all the way home. He's it's like, like, nope. I didn't want this. Not like this. This is not the warfare that I wanted. <laughs> what have I created? <laughs> I did this. I got to go home and think about things. God damn. Oh, I have a quote from him, actually. Okay. How can we despoil of his estates a man who is not afraid to defend it by such means as these? He got a point there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sultan deciding that anyone willing to go to such lengths to save his kingdom deserves to it. keep it. Yep. <laughs> you can have it. Well, I would argue that... Legend says it's still that way. <laughs> Well, I would argue that that might be the most gruesome thing Vlad the Impaler did. I'm going to let you decide for yourself. Okay. There are stories that he would dine amongst his impaled victims. That's got to smell. I think it's, well, like, they were still alive a lot of times, right? But after they, he would he would eat with them while they were alive? I'm pretty sure, yeah. That's what I, that's how I took it. I would think you it, feed them too? No. Would you? Okay, but like real talk, would you? Would you? Would you eat while you're being impaled? I don't think you can. It's not through your neck yet. I don't know, man. I don't think so. Just because you can't poop it out doesn't mean you can't enjoy like one last chicken nugget. I can't imagine that they were in a mental state that would allow for them to eat at that point. They got a wooden stake up their ass. Well, when you put it like that, <laughs> I think it's safe to say that he was not fucking around. I mean. Nothing says zero chill like impaling thousands of people and enjoying a nice fucking pancake breakfast in the midst of them, right? Like, like, a, 
<laughs> mm, I love crepes. <laughs> you want any orange juice up there? Another story tells of a merchant that claimed to have 100 ducat, which I'm assuming was like their currency at the time. Okay. Stolen. I was going to ask you what the fuck a ducat was. Uh, it was stolen from his cart. When it was reported to Vlad, he ordered that 101 ducat be put in the man's cart. The merchant went to Vlad to report the extra money and found that Vlad had two stakes prepared. He had impaled the man that had robbed the merchant on the first and the second stake was unoccupied. Vlad told the merchant that the second stake was meant for him had he failed to return the extra ducat. Now fucked up. Oh my god. <laughs> I thought it was just like a like a like inconvenient a... charge or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought, too, when I was reading it. On another occasion, Vlad met with a group of Ottoman envoys who declined to remove their turbans, citing religious custom. So, like, uh, Wallachian custom, remove your hat in the yeah. presence. Ottoman custom, don't take your turban off in public, right. obviously, right? As the Italian humanist Antonio Bofini described, Bofini! Where, whereupon he strengthened their custom by nailing their turbans to their heads with three spikes so they could not take them off. So like I said, zero fucking chill, this guy. Oh my yes. good golly Jesus. Right. He had no chill, the least chill. You don't want to take your turban off? Now you can never take Ooh. it off. All right, let me help you with that. Once he had an entire village of German settlers I don't agree with that one, but... killed when a trade dispute erupted. The village was burned to the ground and every single resident was impaled or executed in some horrible manner, Ugh. including women and children. He just killed everybody. Yes. Over like a trade dispute. That didn't matter to most of them. Probably. Probably not. Right. Oh, my word. Yeah. I'm still stuck on the turban thing. Right. Like, yeah, that's fucked up. Especially since they were like envoys. Right. I right. mean, like that's our, that's fucked up anyway. But. You know, don't shoot the messenger, right? It's just like, that's the religion, man. Like, they can't take it off. No, I don't know if these were the ones that were supposed to set up the ambush also. I'm not really oh, sure. Oh, you know what? Maybe. Um, Not that it makes it that, that doesn't, Yeah, better. that doesn't make it better, but like. So. In, all's fair in love and war. Right, apparently. In 1462, he raided the southern banks of the Danube, that river we talked about earlier which I'm probably mispronouncing. But it's fine. He claimed to have killed men and women, both old and young. Okay. He claimed to have killed approximately 24,000 Turks and Bulgarians without counting those whom his forces burned alive in their homes. Burned alive. Or whose heads were not chopped off by his soldiers. Casual. I guess that's how they counted them. Anyway. By heads? Mm -hmm. Okay. Many soldiers brought back souvenirs of this raid for Vlad. They would bring sacks of heads, noses, and ears, which Vlad would then send out to other rulers as warnings. <laughs> so the following quote was from a letter Vlad sent to one of his allies. Can you just imagine like opening a package like, ooh, my Amazon order's here. I can't imagine getting a letter from Vlad the Impaler. You, just, you don't want a letter from right. Vlad. So this is a letter he sent to one I of his allies. I just preferred if he doesn't think I exist. Right. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. 
So this letter said, I have killed peasants, men and women, old and young, who lived at Oblutsitza and Novosolia, where the Danube flows into the sea. We killed 23,884 Turks, without counting those whom we burned in homes or the Turks whose heads were cut by our soldiers. He's so proud of that too. Right. Thus, your highness, you must know that I have broken the peace. (laughs) (laughs) Just to let you know. (laughs) Just to let you know. It says he sent it to his allies, but he refers to him as your highness. So like this has to be someone like that he's. Do you think it's like a power move? Your highness. I feel like maybe this is who he's like a thief to, right? Like he rules a fiefdom, but there has to be like a. Somebody above. Right. He's like. Hey. Hey, your highness. I just want to let you know. I just want to let you know. I, I broke, broke the, the piece. piece. And then the guy's like, what are we supposed to do with this? Like, Don't be mad. Or you can be mad and you can come fuck around and find out. <laughs> you would fuck. Vlad's, what did you call it? Fiefdom? Fiefdom. Fiefdom. His provincial, his Vlad's province. Vlad's fiefdom is uh, fuck around and find out. As far as I understand, like Wallachia, I don't remember what they refer to it in that region yeah but it was essentially like a duchy like in western europe kind of like counties for well a city well it's like something that a duke would rule over oh okay and i don't think a duke is like a super high uh noble title you got me anyway i don't know um i just like the idea of him going Guess what I did? Guess what I did, or your like, highness. I, he's like on Facebook. I did a thing. <laughs> he tagged the king. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag broke the peace. <laughs> I did a thing. So back to the impalement for Sorry. a moment. <laughs> Sometimes Vlad would arrange the impaled people in a circle around a city that he was targeting. And the taller the spear, the taller the spear they were impaled on, the higher ranking that person was. Well, at least he's like giving them their title even after. I mean, while dying. That's after some pretty death. hardcore intimidation tactics, Indeed. I gotta say. Yeah, got me there. And remember the feast where he killed all the nobles that had plotted against his father? Yeah. Well, here is an expanded version of the story. Oh, I'm excited. I didn't want to mention it earlier because I wanted to build up the whole impaler thing. Yeah, you did great. Anyway, he invited the nobles who were responsible for the deaths of his brother and father to a fancy feast. No, not the cat food. Uh, A fancy, (laughs) let's say fancy banquet. A fancy banquet. A fancy feast. Cat and mouse. Just a little bunch of kitties. Once everyone was, yeah, a bunch of Romanian kitty cats. Having dinner. Once everyone was there, he had the older nobles impaled because he going to do what he do. Because Vlad do what he do do. Because he do what he do. The younger nobles and their families were marched to the ruins of a castle in the nearby mountains and forced to rebuild it. According to some tales, the prisoners worked until their clothes became tattered and fell off, at which point they were made to keep working in the nude. Once it was completed, Vlad used the Puneri Castle as one of his fortresses. Puneri Castle. Is this an entirely true story? I don't know. It sounds a little folkloric, but mm-hmm. fuck it. It's pretty hardcore. I, yeah. I don't think that he would not do it's something It's not like above this. him. Right. Vlad never feared retribution for his actions. Maybe you could tell from the letter he sent to the fucking Clearly, some highness. I did a thing. He believed they incited fear in others and was once quoted as saying, 
If I am feared by the right people, we will be strong. Which is like. He's really like upping like the like fear factor the for The most everything. Eastern European thing I've yeah. ever heard anyone just, say. <laughs> if they were afraid of me, we'd be fine. If I am feared by the right people, we will be strong. Like, okay, Vlad. Calm down, Edgelord. Listen, I got a bag of ears in the mail. I don't think this was meant for me. I gave you all. There's like, oh, there's one ear missing. Get the steak. Get the, <laughs> get the steak. Or was it that uh, that meme? Uh, drive too fast, jail. Straight yeah. to jail. Straight to jail. Drive too slow, straight to jail. This is with the little snake. Jail. Jail. Get the steak. Um, his bloody reign ended in 1462 when Hungarian forces took him prisoner. Finally had enough. The Ottomans had launched a campaign to replace Vlad with his milder brother, Radu. Mild. Yeah. <laughs> what has Radu been doing all this whole time? I, I don't know. In turn, Vlad went to the Hungarians, thinking that they'd help solidify his hold on the throne. Mm -hmm. But not wanting to risk war with the Ottomans, the Hungarians had Vlad imprisoned. Almost nothing is known about Vlad's imprisonment. But in 1476... He, which is a long time later. Yeah. He was released and married a relative of the Hungarian king, Matthias Corvinus. I wanted to ask you if he ever found love. I'm pretty sure Matthias Corvinus is like the father of vampires and werewolves in fucking Underworld, isn't he? I don't know. We should find out. Anyway. It's all connected. He was released and married a relative of the Hungarian king, Matthias Corvinus. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's who the letter was to who made an arrangement with Vlad to restore him to his throne after Radu had been removed. Mm -hmm. However, Vlad died in battle alongside the Hungarians, who were now at war with the Ottomans later that same year. The Ottomans were always at war with somebody, though. Yeah. Well, it's like during the Crusades, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. So, well, one of the Crusades, there were like a fuck ton of them. Like 14 at least. Which I, I, I don't guess know if I that's true or not. I guess I didn't really stop to think about how much of that actually took place in Europe, right? Yeah. So I think you just hear the Crusades and you're like, yeah, that's a thing. You think of like the Middle East, but like Romania, I guess, is like right fucking there. It's all in the East. Yeah. And then, I mean, like the Ottoman Empire also ceased to be a thing eventually. I don't at, I think, at some point in time. I want to say the Ottoman Empire was still around in World War One. And then kind of fell apart after that. I have no idea. Anyway, according to legend, Vlad the Impaler was beheaded in battle. Fitting. But, but I have also read that he was accidentally killed by one of his own men. Accidentally. <laughs> Either way, his head was paraded back to Constantinople. I was going to say, I, if I remember, his head's like on a stake. Yeah, and placed in the hands of his enemy, the Sultan, mm -hmm. to be displayed over the city gates. His remains have never been found. How are they going to find him without his head? Which, like, at the end of the... What they do with his head? USA, they put it on a stake over the... And then after that? I guess it just rotted. They put it in a Ripley's. <laughs> well, I heard that also it was dipped in honey and brought back to... Ew. To preserve it, I guess. Oh, sticky. Um, That's a good way to get flies, though. His remains were never found, but at the end of like the USA Prince of Darkness special about Vlad the Impaler, yeah, he came back to life and like killed his enemies. That was a long time ago. It was just a head. <laughs> <laughs> just chewing on ankles. It's just a head, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Vlad the Impaler was an undeniably brutal ruler. However, he is still considered one of the most important rulers in Wallachian history and a national hero of Romania. His victorious campaigns against the Ottoman forces, which protected both Wallachia and Europe, have won him praise as a military leader. He was even praised by Pope Pius II, who was the Pope from 1405 to 1464, who expressed admiration for his military feats and for defending Christendom. By any or at all cost. And it's funny because I have pictures in from Romania where I'm standing on Vlad Boulevard or whatever. I was going to say, you've been to his castle. Well, here's the thing. I've been to his castle. The Dracula, the castle I've been to mm-hmm. was not a castle that was ever set foot in by Vlad Dracula. What are they called that? That is called Dracula's Castle because it's the only castle in Romania or or in that region, mm. that fits the description of the castle in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh. So it's Vampire Dracula's castle, not fucking uh, Vlad's, Vlad's castle. So we have to go back to Romania so I can go to actual Vlad's castle. So our Patreon is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's all I got. Other than during my reading, I discovered that the castle I had been to, which is Bran Castle, was not actually one of his castles that he used. How did that make you feel? I felt a little cheated, a little bummed out. Sorry. It was still cool, though. You look very cute in that photo. Thank you. Which one? <laughs> the one you're at the, the entrance. It's a cool castle, though. Yeah. Everything's like a lot smaller than you'd think. I guess people were tiny. Everything that I keep hearing about is people were tinier back then. Yeah. Like when we were at the Myrtles? Yeah. <laughs> and it was like a child's fucking desk for like a grown woman? Yeah, I don't think I could ever. My leg wouldn't fit on that desk. But it was still a cool trip, and I got to see like some historical sites in Romania, like the Black Church. Um, we were in Bucharest, and we took a train to Brasov. That was a cool train ride, except my two friends I was with fell asleep and I was sitting there and this lady leans forward and says basically they are sleeping you don't sleep it's dangerous it's like okay you, you have to keep watch basically don't all of you fall asleep because it's dangerous I, I think she just meant someone would probably steal our shit probably like, but yeah anyway so that was like guess who fucking stayed awake for the rest of that trip <laughs> anyway right. well I love that that's what I got I loved it Thank you. I told you it would be kind of a short episode, but it wasn't too bad, I guess. No. I, I really I forgot to turn the mic off, the mouse off for like 20 minutes. So if I moved it, I'm going to be so pissed off. Oh, I know you and are. And you guys are just going to have to listen to the fucking sounds that it makes because... You're going to start impaling people. I'm going to start impaling computer mouses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to get a wired mouse and see if I that gonna helps. I was going to say. Fucking bullshit. I never had to deal with this with the Yeti. Anyway, I don't think we moved it. This thing was wobbly too, so I hope I can't hear that. Either way, that's my episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. I hope you guys enjoyed it. (laughs) It's another Billy-sode. Billy-sode. That's cute. Thank you. Anyway. Uh, I don't really know how to close it out. Uh, Do we have anything that we need to... No, we did all that at the beginning. Did all that in the beginning. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, wait. Darren Curtis music? Oh, yeah, you're right. 
Our intro and outro music is provided by Darren Curtis. Very cool dude. You can find his work at darrencurtismusic.com. Mm-hmm. It is royalty-free or whichever one. It's free. Anyway, he provides it for creators. You just need to credit him, obviously, which I'm pretty sure we do every episode. Mm-hmm. Thanks again, Darren. I don't think you listen to this podcast, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you keep doing what you do. But he's so very lovely. Uh, thanks to our patrons on Patreon. And I don't know. Thanks for listening. That's it. Yeah. As always, we, we are, are the, the Boneses, Boneses and, and we, we are out. out. <laughs>